Chaf Gimel Tevet, Taf Shin Pei. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
live, the final Poogie performance. That's what it was billed as uh, back way back then. <laughs> I think they've had many performances since that were also billed as the last performance. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Poogie with Chiram O'Collett to open things up here. On this week's edition of The Israel Show, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned, in fact, to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following Jam Dan, which usually translates to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time, around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that is the time that we are on. But of course, you're not bound by time. We're not bound by time anymore. Time shifting. You can listen whenever you want, on demand, via the archives at NachumSiegel.com. And of course, the easiest way, on the NachumSiegel Network app, available for free for Android and for Apple devices in their appropriate stores. Just amazing. All you got to do, you go... You download the archive of the show into your phone when you're in Wi-Fi, and then you take it with you, listen in the car, wherever you want. It doesn't cost anything. It's the greatest. It's the latest. It's the greatest. It's the Nachum Siegel Network app. We have a... This, I'm telling you, you got to wait. You got to wait. Don't tune out. There's a story that broke in Israel yesterday, which hasn't even fully come out. All the details are still, still a little bit um, a little bit secretive. There is a river in Israel going through a canyon near the Dead Sea which was secret. Nobody ever knew of its existence. This is the way they're billing it. It was a hidden river that now somebody uncovered and is coming to the public's uh, attention. And it's beautiful. Now, I I will post some video that uh, was on Israeli news, uh, Khan, Echad Israeli news yesterday, last night. This is what's so great about doing a live show. I can bring you the latest. I will post that video on facebook.com slash the Israel show after the show. Facebook.com slash the Israel show. It is really beautiful. It's like a mini Grand Canyon in certain areas. Just amazing. And nobody knew about it. It, it's a, it boggles the imagination. So, it's not a joke. It's real. And I'll tell you about it. And I'll tell you what I think the story behind it is. Uh, later in the show, we'll also talk about somewhat, a little bit, we'll try to keep it down to a minimum about the politics of the upcoming election. It's coming up, it's coming up in March, and uh, this past week was uh, a chock filled with news, especially about the religious Zionist party, who's running, who's not running, how, how, how many splinters can they splinter into, and so forth. Um, and we'll update what we spoke uh, something we spoke about last week, the Jeopardy, um, what do you want to call controversy regarding Israel, Bethlehem, and so forth. And yes, the producers of Jeopardy have vindicated us. A lot of people didn't like what I said last week. 
but I've been vindicated because it's the truth. Anyway, we'll start off. <laughs> we'll start off. We started off already. We'll continue <laughs> with all with Ariel Zilber with Ufaratsta, and um, then we'll get to all the great stories that we're uh, that we just promoted for you. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hello. Okay. Ariel Zilber with Ufaratsta. Classic. That was off of uh, Tsama, volume number four. Those Tsama albums are of uh, Chabad music and they come out um, usually after a concert of Chabad music every year. Great stuff. Beautifully redone covers of uh, classic songs. My name is Maya Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks so much for tuning in and making us a part of your week. We have a lot of 
music coming up that goes back in time. I guess I was influenced a little bit by Mark Zamek's song selections earlier today on JM in the AM, where he went a little nostalgic, so I did too. So uh, we have some, not, not the very popular stuff, but stuff that people are used to, uh, used to hearing probably, but haven't heard in a while. Anyway, so as uh, any listener to this show <laughs> is aware, Israeli elections uh, are upon us. Last Wednesday, and we spoke about that uh, this uh, last Monday, last Wednesday night at just about midnight, uh, was the deadline by which time the slates had to enter with the uh, election committee, had to um, submit their slate, which means the party that they're running as the name, the uh, letters that they pick to be on the little slips of paper that you put into the envelope, which put into an envelope and get, get put into a cardboard box because uh, Israel... <laughs> is a high-tech superpower, but votes like a third-world country. Um, And uh, up until the very last minute, the religious Zionist, the various religious Zionist factions were fighting amongst themselves. Not shocking. Now, we spoke last week about the fact that the left what used to be the Labor Party and what used to be Merits joined together with a party, a splinter party called Gesher, Orly Levy, into a united front. That means outside of the Arab parties, there's only one party to the left of Kaholavan. And the hope was that there would be only one party to the right, so to speak, of Lily could and Netanyahu, but the religious Zionist parties just can't get their act together. It, it seems we said it before. The religious Zionist population is amongst the finest in Israel. They can be found at the at the top in the army, in industry, in so many places in in Hityashvut, and yet for whatever reason, maybe because they're good at doing things, they're bad at politics. They're just bad at politics. And so you have a group of people, the difference of which, ideology, the difference between them ideologically is infinitesimally small. Rav Rafi Peretz and Bitzalel Smotrich and Bennett and Shaked and Itamar Ben-Gvir and so on and so forth. These are people who are all, except Shaked, who is traditional, not orthodox per se, but they all more or less have the same basic idea. So one's Benedict are a little more on the liberal end of, of uh, religious Zionists. Rafi Peretz and Smutrich are on the other end. Itamar Ben-Gvir is more on the nationalist end. But they all should be in one party and run as one and then fight it out later. And this splintering 
has cost the right wing in Israel one election for sure. The first one of the series. <laughs> Collect them all. Because Bennett and Shaked split. They came very close, but not close enough. A few words about Harav Rafi Peretz. Somebody asked me recently who he is. And I said he's a great person, but uh, this job is, is too big for him. He really is a great person. He's a very special person. And he's being pilloried in the in the in the secular media. He is being ripped to pieces because he doesn't know how to deal with media. And quite frankly, you cannot be a politician today without understanding how to work with the secular media. And he shot himself in the foot more than once. He got better at it the second time, but he still shot himself in the foot. And the media, the secular media, utilized, they pounced on him. At that tiny little crack that he left open, they pounced. And it, it, this is the way the media works, unfortunately, whether in America or in Israel these days. We're going to make you illegitimate. We're going to delegitimize you. That's what they did to Trump and anybody who's with Trump. Whatever criticism you have, but you can't delegitimize half of the American population. So they have worked hard to delegitimize Rafi Paris, to delegitimize Itamar Ben-Gvir and Smutrich. They do it, and the politicians, of course, do it as well. But Harav Rafi Peretz, unfortunately, is partially to blame. Again, they would find something to, 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 to hit him with, the secular media, the left-wing media. But he makes it easier for them. And he fell into that hole more than once. They dug a hole for him, and he fell into it more than once. And... He just doesn't know how to how to be a politician. He made a deal. He made a deal with Itamar Ben Gvir Otsma Yehudit, the, a very nationalist. Um, claims to be a Talmud of Rav Meir Kahana, but has divested himself of any of the uh, parts of the Kahana platform that caused the courts to delegitimize it. He's passed the test of the Israeli Supreme Court. And he's definitely considered on the leftmost part of the spectrum of religious Zionists. I mean, the rightmost spectrum, excuse me. Rafi Peretz made a deal with him in an attempt to neutralize Bitzalel Smutrich. Now, Bitzalel Smutrich and Rav Rafi Peretz come from very similar place ideologically. They are followers, basically, of Rav Tau. Rav Tau and the Shivot HaKav, it's called. If you don't know what that means, don't worry about it, but it's a, a segment of the students of Rav Kook who split off of Merkaz Rav Kook. So, we're so good at this. We're, we're so good at splintering and splintering and splintering. So he made this deal with Itamar Ben-Gvir. 
leaving out Bezalel Smotrich. Bennett and Shaked said, "We're not, we're not going with Itamar Ben Gvir, so we're going to go on our own." So, so what you had potentially was two right-wing religious Zionist parties running at the same time and ending up possibly that neither passed the threshold and therefore throwing out hundreds of thousands of votes, as we've spoken about many times before. So they started pressuring Rafi Peretz to not make that deal, or actually he made the deal already, to abrogate it. And he publicly, again, fell into the hole. No, my word is my word. I'm not going to... I'm not going to uh, undo what I did already. I made a deal. I promised Itamar Ben-Gvir, and I'm going to stick with it. Well, on Wednesday, just hours before the deadline, Netanyahu did, the Prime Minister Netanyahu did what he knows how to do best. Politics, amongst the things that he knows how to do best. He put into the same room Rav Rafi Peretz, Bennett, and Shaked, and Smutrich, and did everything possible, including calling Rav Drukman, the 87-year-old rabbi who lives pretty far away from there, had him come as well and basically pressured them Kofinoto and basically said to them, if you don't run together and throw out Itamar Ben-Gvir, because Bennett said he would never run with Itamar Ben-Gvir, if you don't do that, you're going to jeopardize the the future of Eretz Israel because a left-wing government will be elected, and even though he said it a million times with Rafi Peretz, that he made a deal and he's going to stick with his deal at the last second, he threw Itamar Ben-Gvir under the bus, made a deal with Bennett, Shaked, and Smutrich, who are running under the banner called Yemina. I don't know if you followed it all, but it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, the idea of Netanyahu was that there be one party, religious Zionist party, to the right of Likud. The only problem is Itamar Ben-Gvir is a loose cannon. He is. He's just a loose cannon, and he is going to end up bringing down the right-wing government if he continues and persists, because he announced he's going to run on his own, and he did previously, and he got 80,000 votes. It's not even close. It's not even close to what you need to pass the threshold. He's just, instead of those votes going to a united right-wing party, Yamina, he is going to siphon them off and basically throw them in the garbage. So there we are. We're back to the fights amongst the religious Zionists, different factions, splinters, groups, parties, whatever it is. And we should be embarrassed of ourselves and demand better from our leaders. Going back a while, this was the um, Erez Lev Ari brings us Anna Ifne. This was the theme song of the uh, very well-received Shrugim show on Israeli television. Eventually ended up, I believe, on Netflix or on Prime. I don't remember which. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hey 
which uh, was definitely made famous by uh, the show Srugim, which had international uh, notoriety. Can notoriety be good, or is notoriety only bad? I don't know. I'll have to look that up later, but you know what I mean. Became famous internationally. How's that? Mayor Weingarten, on the Nachum Siegel Network, you're tuned to The Israel Show. Thank you for tuning in and making us a part of your day. By the way... Give you a quick update here. You may be familiar with the name Naamai Sachar, or Yisachar, actually, is the way they pronounce it. This is a young Israeli, 20 something Israeli, who is traveling. 
And um, on her way back to Israel, she had a connection in Moscow. A connection. She wasn't going into Moscow. Her things were searched and they found a very small amount of marijuana. And for whatever reason, the Soviets, or the Russians actually, decided that this would be a great way to uh, get something from Israel. I don't know what they want from Israel, but they want some concession. And they basically are holding her, quote-unquote, legal hostage. I made up that term, but that means that they used their legal system to hold her hostage. They put her on trial. It was a mock trial. Everything was a sham. And they sentenced her to seven years in prison. It's insane. But it is clear also that they wanted to use this so that now Putin is the only person in Russia who can commit commute her sentence and send her back. And Putin's coming to Israel this week. There's a big hoo-ha in Israel this week. It's a commemoration of the, I believe it's the 75th anniversary of the liberation of was it Auschwitz, I think? Excuse me for not being clear. And it became, uh, based on the UN proclamation, the uh, worldwide or the International Holocaust Memorial Day. And because of the special number, there's a big conference in Israel. All the heads of state uh, are coming. Um, Vice President Pence is going to be there. I believe Pompeo is going to be there. And Putin is going to be there. And Prince Charles from England is going to be there. And so on and so forth. So the thought was that Putin will release her when he comes to Israel or just before he comes to Israel. But Netanyahu is involved. Can you imagine one young woman? It's an amazing thing for a country that cares so much about each individual and is ready to negotiate on behalf of one young woman. But think about how crazy it is. Insane. And how evil Putin, Putin's rule of Russia is. It's almost back to the old days of the gulags and so forth. So there are talks ongoing now. Now my Yisachar, Yisachar's mother, is it Yisachar? Yisachar, I think they pronounce it. Her mother... Uh, was just in Russia. She came back. She's meeting with Netanyahu right now. We'll we'll keep our eyes on this story, but it it is a cautionary tale for everybody. Don't don't you know you save yourself a few hundred dollars by flying via countries that can do things like this: Turkey, Ukraine, Russia. Oh famous joke on Facebook. Is it safe? Is it safe? Well, if you don't think of, if you don't take this into account, then obviously you're not thinking straight. What else can I say? Okay, back to some music. Here is uh, Gazoz, Donnie Sanderson with a good old classic. 
My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. חשבנו מה כדאי לשיר ביחד עם קהל מה שהוא לא מסובך אולי אפילו קל חרשנו אלף מנגינות ואלף המנונים ובסוף מצאנו מנגינה אך אין לנו מילים A little bit of nostalgia there as we're going back into our, uh, we're, we're reaching down into our barrel of nostalgia that was um, Gazos from their 20, uh, the hit, the 20 greatest hits and uh, that followed with a little uh, bumper for uh, Reshet Gimel. Last week we told you about the Jeopardy controversy that on Friday, a week ago, not this past Friday, um, there was a question under the category, where is that church? Well, there was an answer. I'm sorry, I apologize. (laughs) Where is that church was the category, and the answer was, built in the 300s AD, the Church of the Nativity. The first uh, buzzed in, the first person buzzed in with Palestine. They, Alex Trebek said, nope. The next person buzzed in with Israel, and Alex Trebek said, yes, correct. Well, 
we said here on this show last week that as much as we'd love the answer to be correct, it is not that the Church of the Nativity is in Bethlehem. Bethlehem, according to the Oslo Accords, was returned, not returned, that's such a bad word, I hate it. So sorry, I, I stepped into that. Bethlehem was given away to the Palestinian Authority as part of the Oslo II Accords, and therefore, Bethlehem is not in Israel, but it is also not in any other country. Therefore, we, we said, there is no right answer to the question. I even said uh, on the air with Nachum before the show that they're going to have to revisit this and figure out a way to deal with it because, because both answers were incorrect. Well, it made quite a, a bunch of news. There's only things like this. Uh, 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 things like this can only happen when you're dealing with Israel and Jews and, and Arabs and so forth. A big brouhaha. And then the producers of Jeopardy released the following statement. In the process of taping this clue, we became aware that the clue was flawed as written and that determining an acceptable response would be problematic, to which I add, not problematic, impossible, because there is no country, right? I mean, you'd have to say it's in the Palestinian Authority, I guess. In accordance with our rules and the interest of fairness, we voided the clue. And this we read somewhere that they had. They went right to a commercial after that. Answer, clue, question, whatever you want to call it. During the commercial, they had a huge, uh, during the commercial break, they had an off-the-air conference of the judges and so forth. And they ruled that they're going to redo with a new question. That means they're going to make believe that whole thing didn't happen. They're going to give a new question. I guess they have these things where they have a question in reserve and going to retape that little piece, okay? So, in accordance with our rules and in the interest of fairness, we voided the clue and threw it out. We restored the scores of the two contestants to what they were prior to the clue. The outcome of the game was not affected. We then continued the game with a replacement clue. That means they they ran it again. They retaped that last little piece with a different clue. Unfortunately, they continued, through human error in post-production, the uncorrected version of the game was broadcast, meaning whoever the editor, whoever was doing the editing of the show and was told, listen, this last piece with the Church of the Nativity, take it out, and instead of that, you're going to put in this piece, just didn't do it. And as a result, the part that they didn't want in was left in. We regret the error, they say, and we will make every effort to ensure this never happens again. So we have for you here the 23 seconds, which they replaced the incorrect or difficult or problematic or <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. This is the actual, they released the video of it. This is the audio of that clip, which replaced the one that we played last week. And now the last clue. Where's that church? The Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Jack. What is Mexico? That's correct. And that takes you up to 2,200. You're still in third place. That, of course, means you're going first in Double Jeopardy, which begins right after this. So there you go. That's what we should have seen and heard. And then all the controversy would have been gone or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean, right? 
Okay. Going back a little while, this is a cover of a Gazol song. It's a Hadoda Ve'adod, redone by Nar Kirill and Agam Buchbot. It has over, I couldn't believe this, over 14 million views on YouTube. Who would imagine? My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. nostalgia as we're uh, going back in time a little bit giving you some music some jingles commercial jingles and other things from the past we've played all these things before but uh, we haven't in a long time time so we figured now's a good time to do that 
That was uh, Coca-Cola. Before that, it's El Hadoda Vehador, a uh, Danny Sanderson song covered by Noah Kirill and Agam Buch. But my name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us a part of your week. Uh, a note to our affiliates, we're going to run a little long because, um, uh, because Yoni's not on this week. So we have a little more leeway. So we'll run a little long. We'll give you a little extra music and so forth. And we need to tell Avrami. So we just emailed him. What a world we live in. We forget every once in a while. Okay, here's this amazing story that we promised you. Last night, I'm watching the Kanachadisrei uh, News as I often do, watch different news programs from Israel in order to be your scout out there and find the stories that will impact us so I can bring them to your attention on the Israel show. And there's this report, which began yesterday, but is actually going to... uh, It was a promo yesterday. The actual report is going to begin tonight and again tomorrow on Israel Kanachadis uh, Red Channel 11 News. That's the Ta'agid uh, News, the official, well, you can't say government controlled, but the non commercial station in Israel. And the story is that a geologist by the name of Lior Anmar revealed to a correspondent, a journalist, that there is a secret river, an actual river flowing near the Dead Sea, a river unbeknownst to anybody, or almost anybody. Surely no tourists go there and so forth. And this person, this geologist, and another, and a, and a, uh, he's also a tour guide. Took the reporter of uh, of Khan, his name is Oren Aharoni, to see it, and they took video of it, and it's amazing. It is really beautiful. It cuts through the stone, the salt little canyons around the Dead Sea area and it is really a stunning piece of nature. Why did no one know about it? And what's going to happen to it? Well, no one knew about it because it's relatively new. I believe he said, I heard this morning um, an interview with him, I believe he said that like 40 years ago or 50 years ago, it wasn't around because it draws water from the Dead Sea chemical plants. They have um, these huge pools where they, they take the Dead Sea water, they dry it out, they take the phosphorus and other minerals and, and for, for sale which is why the entire southern part of the Dead Sea is dead. If you look at any 
any uh, picture of Israel from above, satellite picture. And the waters, it seems, seeped out, joined with waters, it would seem, from an underwater aquifer, and a spring that might be somewhere in there, and overflow of Nachal Tzin in the Arava, all those somehow ended up funneling into this this uh, wadi, this riverbed, and created a river. It created a river. There was not a river there before, but all these various sources. And, and it's big, and it's flowing, and it's amazing. As I mentioned, we're going to post the um, the link to the video that they showed last night. We'll update later with uh, the one from tonight and tomorrow. We're going to post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. You should see it. It's really a beautiful, beautiful thing to, to, to behold. To think that it's in Israel. Now, what's going on? Why is it suddenly being spoken about? And why aren't people going? Well... The, they've warned they've warned that the area was uh, had landmines put out by Israel originally because I guess it's pretty close to the Jordanian border and those mines were not cleared so don't go there again don't know if that's for sure if it's true if they're doing it because they don't want people to come because this is going to be a major issue of how it's going to be dealt with. But that's what they're saying. They haven't even told anyone where it is. I mean, I'm sure people can go looking, but they haven't mentioned where it is and or how to get there. It's literally a secret river. Who does it belong to? It belongs, actually, it's in the territory that is that belongs to the uh, chemical plant of the Dead Sea. And that's the concern, and that's why all this is going public now. The environmental uh, groups and others want this to be preserved. I could see why. I'm, I'm not usually into a lot of the uh, Green Party stuff, but it's really gorgeous. It's a really beautiful uh, site. And um, I can understand why they want to preserve it, and clearly they're concerned that being that it is part of the chemical plant works that it could be just destroyed and so they made a point of bringing it to the attention of the media that's how you do things in the world that we live in it's one of the ways and uh, they bring it to the attention of the media the media creates a public outcry of oh my god how are you going to destroy this it's so beautiful and so forth and so on and then there are going to be people going to uh demonstrate eventually, although they're not going to go there. <laughs> uh, and again, they warned over and over and over and over again, don't go. Don't look for it. Don't blah, 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 because it's dangerous. Anyway, I've seen the video and it is gorgeous. It is really, really gorgeous. So what's going to happen to it? I don't know. But it is true that a new river not only was discovered, we have to say a new river was created somehow between all these different factors. A new river was created in Israel. 
And the question is, what are we going to do with it once we know about it? That is really the question. We'll end off with uh, an appropriate song, Eretz Tova. Eti Levi with Eretz Tova because uh, we have a beautiful Eretz and Eretz Tova that not only is beautiful the way we got it, but is now even more beautiful as it as it creates new natural wonders. Uh, it's amazing. But before we play that for you and close out the show, we're going to say thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Yoni Pollock will not be broadcasting this week. He has the day off. But in an hour from now, after his spot, Novak now with Jake Novak, and he will speak about the Jews and Martin Luther King. What was their real connection? It is Martin Luther King Day in the United States, and that is the appropriate topic. And after that, the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie the Dame, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. עם הטוב, עם הרע שבא, עם תורה, שלום ואש, זה מה שיש, זה מה שיש. ארץ קודש, זבת חלב, והדבש, במענות של קרב, שהשקט בגועש, זה מה שיש, זה מה שיש.
הבטחתי לך. 